When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. What's up? This your boy Lil Duval. And check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Hey, everybody, Mike Blute and George Kurtz coming at you for Football Full Circle. Excited to be here on the grid talking about the latest developments in pro football and college football. I have Joe Lisi on uh, this program as well. But, George, uh, news this week was really focused a lot on contracts, uh, not the least of which was Dak Prescott, who has sort of dominated contract talks all throughout this offseason. And Dak reportedly, this according to Chris Sims, of NBC Sports, turned down a five-year, $175 million deal, uh, averaging $35 million a year. He's currently tagged at a little bit less than that, $31 million. But he wants to be paid in excess of $45 million, allegedly, towards the end of this deal. So you and I have sort of been on the same page with this regarding, like, this is just a negotiation. When push comes to shove, they'll come together. But this is obviously a story floated by the Dallas Cowboys side to make Dak look like maybe he's being a little greedy. Well, actually, it was refuted by both sides. Ian Rappaport <laughs> said both sides said it's not true. That uh, Dak's agent and the Cowboys said both sides said it's not true. And listen, I doubt it is. When did Chris Sims become an insider? Yeah. You know, so I, I do think he may have heard something and reported it. I mean, it could make sense in a way if he's backloading a contract. You know, I guess he's going to do that. And the, Cow- the Cowboys want him to do that. But we keep hearing the same thing from everybody. One thing that's been consistent is that Dak wants four years. The Cowboys want at least five. And that seems to be the main issue, that money's not an issue. You know, so who knows? I mean, listen, five years, 175, that's $35 million a year. Makes him the highest paid quarterback. That would seem to be fair. Now, I don't know what the guaranteed money would be in that. You know, I think that would be that could be a major sticking point there. Is it? Are you is it 120 million guaranteed, 100 million guaranteed, whatever it might be guaranteed? I would have to think if the Kirk Cousins, it has to be at least 100 million guaranteed, if not more. But I think that could be a sticking point as well. But it seems to me the years, the Dak side wants to get out early because they know television contracts are going up. Therefore, they want to be, they want to get that slice of the pie again. The Cowboys, of course, want their long-term contract for a quarterback, lock him up, spread the uh, the signing bonus out over those right. years. It That's makes really sense the big deal Cowboys. for them, right? Signing, just smoothing out that signing bonus. Matt Ryan got the largest guarantee in NFL history, over uh, $103 million, I believe it was. Depends on which report you read. Some say 96, some say 103. Let's call it 100 even. Um, Dak's obviously looking. That was two years ago, so Dak's looking to be Higher than that, you put it over five years, it spreads out those guarantees, $20 million a year, George. Yeah, that sounds fair. And listen, I, you know, Mike, I am not a true Dak believer. I'm not. Yeah, I don't think, don't get me wrong, I don't think he's bad or anything, but I, I have my doubts if he can be that great kind of quarterback. But that being said, that's not what this is about. It's about leverage. 
His side has it. He is an NFL starting quarterback. The Cowboys have nobody else. Uh, anybody who thinks Andy Dalton's a threat to Dak is out of their mind. He's just a very good backup for the Cowboys to have. He's so, not a threat, uh, but it's a lot better than what, you know, when uh, where we were picking spots for Dalton, we didn't think it was going to be Dallas. But we didn't think that because Jerry Jones doesn't generally pay than, for a backup quarterback. And Dalton admitted he went to Dallas because he's from there. Yeah, it lives you there. know, and this era, this you know, this era of football, the pandemic, and all, he wanted to be there, but he's not a threat to Dak. I mean, no. da I guess Jerry Jones could try and use him as leverage, but the Cowboys are a better team with Dak than they are with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Oh, yeah. I, I don't so. care who their receivers are, uh, but I think it comes down to length of the contract. As this, I mean, as things leak out, assuming the Cowboys aren't lowballing, which is not, doesn't seem that they are, Dak's going to look bad because the Cowboys do seem to be willing to make him the highest-paid quarterback unless they're coming in at 60 million guaranteed. Yeah. You know, Again. I know listen, it sounds bad. Oh, that, that's that's so bad. Well, in NFL quarterback terms, it is bad. I mean, uh, what did Cousins get? 90-something? You mentioned Matt Ryan will say $100 million, just for argument's sake. Dak does have to get more than those two. It's just the way it works in free agency. When Mahomes becomes a free agent, he's going to get more than all of them. No doubt. Uh, that's our next topic. For To close it out, Cousins was $84 million over three. He just got a two-year extension, so there's more guarantees. Uh, along with it. So really, when you start diving into Cousins' numbers over the last five full seasons, he's made more as much guaranteed money as anybody, thanks to his franchise tags in Washington. But right now, Dak will make $31.4 million under the exclusive version of the franchise tag. If he played under that tag and then got franchise tagged again, he'd get a 20% raise. So it'd be $37.68 million. So he'd be looking at $69 million over the two years, and then he would be a free agent again. I don't think it makes financial sense for the Cowboys to do that. And considering he's staring at $100 million in guarantees, I think he's going to be incentivized as July 15th approaches to maybe sign on that you, Mike. Yeah. When was the last time Jerry Jones won a negotiation like this? He always caves. Always caves. Yeah. Right, it's been a storyline lately. He does right. cave every time. He caves every time. You don't think these agents know that? Jerry Jones generally gives in. He'll give you what you want. Unless it's listen, if Dak is asking for forty-five million a year right now, well, he's not going to cave to that. That's nuts. Yeah. But uh, I think I think I have a funny feeling Jerry Jones eventually will cave. If it is just the four years, five years, eventually Jerry's going to cave to the four years. Yeah. So you were mentioning Pat Mahomes, and according to Pro Football Talk, Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs will begin contract talks this summer. So. Um, we all think that he's going to blow away records. I would, I would think that to some extent they want somebody like Dak to sign first, so they have a launching point for their negotiations. It's Pat Mahomes' side does right. He's not in any rush. He's not playing under a tag of any kind. He's woefully underpaid on the basis of him being on a rookie contract. Luckily, he's made some off-field endorsement money. Uh, but he's clearly outplayed his contract thus far, and he'll be the highest-paid player in NFL history. I, I think his guarantees could conceivably blow away Dak's guarantees. Let's say Dak comes in at 110, beating out Matt Ryan. I wouldn't be stunned if Mahomes was 150. Oh, I'm there with you. I don't think it matters. Obviously, his side does want the more guys who signed before Mahomes, the better. All right? Let's say Dak goes to 35. The next quarterback goes to 36, 37. I think he starts at 40. No matter what, I think he starts at 40. And then you go up from there, assuming, once again, things over the next year or two years go as planned. With the, you know, He doesn't get hurt, doesn't his uh, play doesn't fall off clip or something like that. But it starts at 40. And you're probably right. The guaranteed probably starts at 150. And we go from there. He's going to reset this market. But still, his agent wants as many quarterbacks, top quarterbacks to sign as possible because he's just going up from there. Maybe someone else signs for 40. Then he goes, oh, that's 45 now. And I, I can see that game being played, too. Nobody's going to be rooting harder for the Chiefs in that negotiation than the other 31 owners, George. Good luck. Because Pat Mahomes, being the highest-paid quarterback, obviously makes sense to everybody in the world. The next quarterback that comes up for it, let's call it Deshaun Watson, say Mahomes signed before Watson, even though that's being negotiated currently, too. The, Watson's agent is naturally going to want Watson to be the highest-paid. But nobody can argue that they're better than Pat Mahomes right now. He won the MVP in his first season as a starter, won a Super Bowl in the Super Bowl MVP in his second season as a starter. So 
Uh, it will be interesting to see how that plays out after he signs because he'll be resetting the market in a unique way because he's clearly the most valuable asset in the entire league. That will be a weird one because, as you said, you know, we all know Mahomes right now is the number one quarterback. Watson's not that, but his agent will want him to be paid more than Mahomes no matter what it comes out to. But mm -hmm. you, go, you go back to Dak. Is Dak the best quarterback in the NFL? No. no. Not even – he's not top five, certainly not. But he's going to be paid as the number one quarterback after this negotiation is done. I don't think there's any doubt he'll be the highest paid quarterback. That's just the way it is. It's, 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 it's that way in frenzy every year. Amari Cooper's not the best wide receiver in football, but he's a free agent this year. He was going to get paid the best. And the next year, someone will pass him who may or may not be the best. It's just the way the game is played in football. And contracts are only going to get higher. I mean, listen, next year could be a weird year for the cap because if there's no fans this year, revenue is going to go down. And it's going to go down he heavily. So maybe yeah. next year is a weird year for the cap. But once uh, that's all, next year is also the new year for the contracts. And once they get those settled and that new money comes in, I mean, um, these contracts are going to go through the roof. That's why – would Mahomes shock you if his total value of his contract, not just guaranteed – is 250 $250 million? I, 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 nothing, will, nothing will blow me away, but 250 is approaching a point where that would blow Six me away. Six years, $40 million. That's all that is. Um, that's not even... I, I, I didn't think that's the... But most, most franchises want that long deal. The longer yeah. a deal, the better for them because you get to spread out that bonus. So that's only yeah. six years, six, 640. I think that's almost the minimum of what it's going to be. Yeah. He's yeah, young I, too. He'll 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 definitely play the six years. Quarterbacks generally. So that's the unique thing, well. right? Normally, look, teams are motivated to sign now, but they could give Pat Mahomes the most money ever, and it will still be an okay deal for them because first of all, he's worth it as long as he stays healthy, and second of all, he will not be taking up as high a percentage of the cap as he would be this year because of what we've been talking about with the adjustment to meteorites. The the cap has been basically going up $10, $11 million a year each year for the last six years, and will continue to do that. So you start going out the life of his contract, George, that $40 million versus a cap that is potentially $30 million higher in three years is a lower percentage. So if I'm them, I'm, if I, I'm them, I'm trying to get the deal done now, and I suck it up for the next year and a half until the cap adjusts. Oh, agreed. We, we see this in all sports, right? You, when you have a superstar, you always want to get that deal done earlier rather than later. The price is only going to get higher. It's not going to get any lower. Last story, contract-related. Gary Myers, uh, at Gary Myers on Twitter, sources told me today the Jets have no indication. Sources told me today Jets have given no indication that they'll sign all pro safety Jamal Adams to a new contract in the offseason. Want to wait to make the de decision? He wants a contract now. Stalemate has caused friction, and sources say trade is very possible. It's expected half the teams will call the Jets. This has been going on for a while. Adams is going into his fourth season, continues with Myers uh, on Twitter, and Jets exercise 50-year option for 2021. Unlikely any team makes the trade without long-term contract. Adams is from Dallas. Cowboys showed interest last year. Makes $3.5 million in 2020. So... Best team sign their best players. They don't trade them a little shot at the Jets there at the end. This doesn't appear to be going. It hasn't gone away for a year now. It doesn't appear to be going away anytime soon. I thought he's been really aggressive in wanting a long-term deal simply because he's just through his third year. Only one player in that entire draft has received the long-term extension, Christian McCaffrey. And we're talking about the two quarterbacks now, Watson and Mahomes. But um I don't know that this gets settled. I think it's crazy that they would trade him, but if they can't come to any kind of settlement and he's going to hold out, then what are you going to do? It's it's the position. It's the safety. They don't value it. And listen, I'm not saying this is all wrong of the Jets, but they don't value it. Uh, safeties aren't considered an, an important position that you can get by without paying them top dollar. The Jets have the money. If they want to get it done, they can get it done. It's not like they're a team that's up against the cap. They're not Pittsburgh. Or New England yeah. who can't afford anything, they can get it done. They just don't believe right now. And you're right. If you're not gonna, uh, you're not gonna pay them. Trade them. Get what you can for them. Yeah. All right. So we'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about the NFC East and those schedules this year. It's Mike and George, get on the grid right here on Sports Grid. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Hey, everybody, back on Football Full Circle. Bringing in Joe Lisi to talk about the NFC East, and we'll get into a little bit of college football later. But first of all, Joe Lisi, how you doing, bud? Uh, doing well, Mike. Uh, we're into the month of May, hopefully June. Uh, we get some college football started June 1st, and then maybe OTAs, and we're on their way to a 2020 college and pro football season. Yeah, uh, you can find Joe on Twitter at go for the two, the number two, George at George Kurtz. I'm at Mike Blewett. And as always, follow us all on SportsGrid at SportsGrid on Twitter and Instagram, SportsGrid TV. So wanted to get into the NFC East, talking about their schedules, their odds as we look towards the season, which, you know, George, frankly, it's looking better by the day that will get things started on time. When you and I were doing shows two, three weeks ago, we were really concerned that this season could get started on time. Um, we'll get into it a little bit later in terms of what the college football teams are potentially going to do, from, or colleges in general are going to do from a strategy standpoint. But it seems like the NFL is not wavering right now with any of the start dates, at least trying to get the season off on time before anything might interrupt it. Yeah, the NFL wants to run everything the way they normally would. Outside of canceling the mini camps, those are done. Uh, the only question for the NFL is going to be, well, really two questions. They'll learn. I fully believe that Major League Baseball, NHL, NBA, they're all going to start, let's say, within six weeks. NBA and NHL trying to get their playoffs in. MLB trying to start their season. They'll learn from them. But one thing we haven't discussed with the NFL, that we're seeing in Major League Baseball that could jeopardize the season, money. Once yeah. again, the NFL, you're already hearing whispers. The NFL owners don't want to pay the players uh, their full salaries either. Now there's not going to be any fans in the stands. And from the looks of it, that would seem to be highly unlikely that we play with fans in the stands at least the first half of the season, probably the full season here. So what happens when that kicks off? That should be a fun negotiation because those two sides always get along so well. Yeah, Major League Baseball has really dragged it as far into the cellar as they can, but uh, that's par for the course between those two sides. The NFL, it could get a little sticky, but I think because there's so much time technically before the start of the season, it's laying in the weeds right now, George. It could explode at some point, but for now, 
I think we move ahead and uh, the money will become an issue at some point. It just isn't right now because we're not even at Memorial Day. We don't start until after Labor Day. So we got three major uh, American holidays in front of us before that becomes a reality. So let's stick with football. Uh, NFC East. Uh, I, I saw a tweet today, and it's from a local uh, Philadelphia radio host, Joe uh, Giglio. And he says in this tweet, sticking with Carson Wentz over Nick Foles was a mistake. Wentz could have been traded for significant draft picks. Foles resigned at a lesser price and a better roster built around a winner, big game star, and better Eagles quarterback would have been the result. Now, I'm taking into account that he is a local radio host and he's trying to incite some discussion, debate, uh, vitriol amongst his fan base, George. But this is a discussion that still lingers in the background of people thinking we might have just been better off with Nick Foles as opposed to Carson Wentz. Maybe. I mean, I don't think that's a silly, uh, a silly argument there. Foles did play very well for Philadelphia. He's bombed every place else. Really been, you know, block quarterback with Jacksonville. I understand injury shortened and didn't do any uh, much else in other stops in his career. But Carson Wentz is a better, more dynamic quarterback. And he is. The problem is what he's completed one postseason pass, keeps getting hurt, and this sort of thing. He was an MVP candidate before he tore the ACL. You know, having a good. I mean, Philadelphia made the playoffs last year despite having everybody and their mother hurt besides Carson Wentz. He led that team. He he showed me something last year. Beating right. teams with no secondary, with no wide receivers, yet he's still beating teams. So I think Wentz deserves a little bit more credit than what he gets uh, here. I understand Foles won a Super Bowl. There is a magical run. I think I'd still rather have Wentz long-term, but I get the theory here. Would Foles have signed for a cheaper contract with Philadelphia? Probably not as cheap as what he got in Chicago, but not to the amount that Wentz got. No, maybe he's making $20, $22 million a year rather than low to mid-30s. Yeah, and Joe, the injury that he suffered last year in the playoffs isn't something that you attribute to somebody being injury-prone. He suffered a concussion from what many people think was a, an egregiously dirty hit. It was certainly a penalty. Uh, Jadavian Clowney drove him into the turf. It isn't something I would put on his resume of being uh, a guy with a, an extensive injury history, but he has been injured. Uh, it is something that I think is in the back of a lot of fans' minds that can Wentz continue to get through it? He played the 16 games last year. Can he continue to stay healthy long-term? Yeah, that's the biggest question, Mike. And I, and I think the biggest question for his play on the field is, is Carson Wentz a compiler? We talk about compilers in terms of baseball, compiling stats. Is he really the true leader of that offense and that team overall? And I think that's the biggest difference between him and Nick Foles. When Nick Foles was in there and took that team to the Super Bowl and won that ball game, he showed those players around him that he was a leader. They bought into Nick Foles. I don't know if the team buys in to Carson Wentz as a whole, and I think that that's why they drafted Jalen Hurts, whether you agree with it or disagree with it. That's a huge concern for Philly fans. And uh, to me, until Carson Wentz wins a playoff game and leads his team to a Super Bowl, I think he's an overhyped quarterback at this point in his career. It's bold. I mean, I don't think you're alone. I, I, I've always thought that Wentz has gotten a little bit too much hype. I would never got, go as far as what you said, at least not at this point. But I've always thought the contract came a little earlier than I thought, George. And some of the hype, the really positive hype surrounding him, I thought was just a little early. It doesn't mean I don't think he's good. And I think he's surrounded with terrible options last year, some of which were hurt, none of whom produced. And I thought, like you said, he showed me something last year. In fact, I was probably more impressed with him last year, other than the season where he tore the ACL and he was on sort of an, in the MVP conversation. Last year impressed me a lot. Listen, it impressed me. Listen, I'm a Cowboy fan. And one knock I've, I've said on Dak many times, can't win the big game. That bit, that game against Philadelphia last year in Philadelphia should have been a game Dallas had no problems winning. Philadelphia's players had no secondary, no wide receivers. Wentz won that game. You know, coaching probably had something to do with it as well. I get it. And Dak had a bad game. Cooper had a bad game. But Wentz went there and won the game. And that shows you something there. Uh, to me, that shows you something. I'm watching a replay of that hit, by the way, Clowney on Wentz. I don't think that's dirty at all, by the way. I don't see him driving him at all. I don't see that as a problem. I think it's, that's a football play in my mind. Uh, and Wentz just happened to get hurt uh, out of it, such so is life. 
Uh, I, I certainly will. I remember thinking that at the time. You said it was dirty. I'm like, I don't remember that being dirty. Some people thought it was an Some egregiously people dirty was, hit. But I don't they think it was at all. I definitely didn't think that. I, don't I, see, I, mean, I was not in that camp. I, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought it could have been a penalty, but I didn't think there I was. I didn't know that. I, mean, I didn't uh, think there was a significant intent to injure. Some people thought he had intent to injure. I didn't see it that way. I'm sure he had intent to hurt. You know, it's funny the intent to injure. Whenever you hit somebody, generally you want to hurt them, right? I mean, yeah. especially on a quarterback. So there's always intent to injure whether they're going to admit it or not. But I didn't think that was all that egregious. Yeah. I do worry about the concussion somewhat, though. Well, once again, we've seen quarterbacks retire. Not that he's going to retire. He's too young. But young Aikman. You can go back through the years. Other quarterbacks that have had concussions more East Stallback. Uh, guys have had uh, concussions come more easily. He does seem to get hurt, right? I understand you could say they're all fluky injuries, knee injury, back injury, now the concussion. All right, they might be fluky. They're not soft tissue injuries, a hamstring or something like that that's always uh, peaking up. But still, I think he's a, a good, solid quarterback. Uh, I think I would have made the same move as Philadelphia. I would have let Foles go. Uh, I, listen, I understand Foles has played well for you in, in more than one stint. I don't get how. I don't, I don't, I don't understand why he's terrible every place else. But I don't think the fans, or the, in this case, the uh, radio guy who thinks this, understands that he wasn't signing that Chicago Bears contract with Philadelphia. Yeah. He would have signed the Jacksonville contract, maybe even more than Jacksonville. You know, how much money would he, he have gotten in Philadelphia if Wentz wasn't there? Right. He'd have gotten a really big contract. He won a Super Bowl and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But the fact that Wentz was there, they had to make a choice, and they went with Wentz. I don't blame them for that choice. But I think, I think Wentz in the same category as Dak. Good quarterback. Not going to be Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, Drew Brees. Not going to be of that ilk, no. So let's uh, let's run through their schedule real quick. I'll, first, I'll give you their odds. Their odds to win the NFC East are plus 140. To win the NFC Championship is plus 1,000. That's in the top five of the teams in the NFC East. Uh, to win the Super Bowl, they are plus 1,900. These are all odds according to the FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, that's a top seven team as far as odds are concerned. And their win total right now, uh, the over-under is nine and a half. The under is got a little bit of juice on it, minus 115. I'd say the bet that usually means the bets are around even. Uh, maybe there's not a ton of action on it yet. But the Carson Wentz MVP is plus 1,700. That's a top six. And then Wentz Offensive Player of the Year, plus 4,100. It's top 13. It's actually kind of interesting as a long shot. But I'm going to run through this schedule really quick and have you guys comment. Uh they start out at Washington. Then they host the Rams, host Cincinnati. Then they go to San Francisco, go to Pittsburgh. Not a long trip, but still a tough road game. Then host Baltimore. Then they host the Giants, and they host Dallas. So they have a stretch there where they have to go to San Francisco. Then it's just a quick flight to Pittsburgh, and then three consecutive home games heading into the bye week. They have their bye week, week nine, so uh, middle of the season uh, complete split uh, middle of the season with the bye. Coming out of the bye, at the Giants, at Cleveland, versus Seattle, at Green Bay, versus New Orleans, at Arizona, at Dallas, versus Washington. Joe, they have a couple of stretches in here that are pretty tough. The San Francisco-Pittsburgh-Baltimore stretch, and then in the back half, Seattle, Green Bay, New Orleans. So what do you think, Joe? What, what do you think about the way this schedule lines up for the Eagles? Yeah, I think we're looking at a 9-7 and seven football team, so I would go under their total, Mike. Uh, th again, this team hasn't shown me that they can take the next step. They added some pieces. Jalen Rager should help that offense in terms of explosiveness. You could utilize them in the slot, but I still pick this team at 9-7 and seven overall, and I think a big proponent of that is the, the play of Carson Wentz. Until he takes his game to the next level, I can't pick this team uh, any anywhere above 10 wins for 2020. How about you, George? I'm pretty much with uh, Joe here. Listen, I said when the NFC East before, I think it's going to be whichever team gets the 10 wins first wins the division, whether that's Philadelphia or Dallas. I don't think Giants or Washington are pretty much in this. Uh, their schedule is nice in the beginning and rough at the end. They better they better not slip up in the beginning of the season. If they do, if they if they end up going like 500 through the first eight weeks, they're in they're in a lot of trouble because their last eight weeks. They would be thrilled to go 500. They need to go six and two, five and three in the beginning just to have a shot at this division because they're pl pretty much playing the who's who of the NFL and NFC in the second half outside of Washington in week uh, 17. I'm with you. They have to be a minimum of five and three in the first half of the season. I think this is a sweat. I think not. I think the Eagles getting to 10 wins. I think they can win the division at nine and seven if Dallas trips up like they have in the previous few years. I don't think people necessarily anticipate that. They think McCarthy and some of the pieces that have been put together now 
uh, can help them get to 10 wins. But, you know, I, I think you're sweating it. Right now, though, if you're making me pick, I'm going over. I think they can get to 10 and 6 here. I do like the pieces. I think there's no way that everybody can get injured in that uh, receiving core again. And I think Miles Sanders takes a step up. So I like his weapons this year better than I did last year. And they won the division last year, and they got to a playoff game. Maybe he would have done some damage if he didn't get hurt. So uh, we'll come back after this, talk about the New York Giants. Mike, Joe, and George will be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Back on football full circle, Mike, Joe, and George. You know, we were talking a little bit during the breaks. So I wanted to bring it back up because, Joe, you were talking a little bit about how on that Philadelphia Eagles schedule that we were talking about, there's some games in there that, and George and I have talked about this a bunch in the past, where, look, every year going into an NFL season, we have teams that we feel like are going to be really good. We have a couple of teams we feel like are going to be really bad this year. Uh, we're going to talk about the Giants in Washington. They might be on the uh, on the worst side of things. But, you know, the Bengals, the Jaguars, these teams are in rebuilding mode. Uh, and then there's a whole slew of teams that, frankly, we're not sure which way it's going to go. And you mentioned the Cleveland Browns. And I, I think I'm with you in that there, there's a ton of talent on this team. They still have cap space left over so that they can sign some of these guys long term. But it's a first-year head coach. The organization has been such a mess for so long that a a six and two stretch two years ago was the greatest thing that's happened to the franchise in 15 years, and they that was a non-playoff team. So, uh, tell me a little bit about Cleveland. Uh, what what your thoughts are for them this year? Yeah, I think even when you look at the NFC East, Mike, and you translate it to Cleveland, the biggest thing is consistency, right? That consistency from week to week, they show glimpses of greatness one week and then they just don't follow through and when you watch them against some of the better teams I mean they played toe-to-toe with Seattle last year there's some pieces in place they have Jarvis Landry yeah, they beat Baltimore I'm sorry they beat Baltimore 
Yeah, they beat they beat Baltimore. Correct. Right. Yeah. So, so they did have signs where they went toe to toe with some of the best teams in the NFL. So for that matter, I mean, they have the ability. Now, can he coach that talent up this year from an offensive perspective? They're loaded. I mean, I mean, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, the list goes on and on about the playmakers around Baker Mayfield. Can he mature? Can he progress and take his game to the next level and show that he is the leader of this franchise? If they can do that and the defense is there, I mean, I think the defense kept them in ball games at critical junctures, but the offense failed to come through. If they can find that consistency, this can be a playoff team in 2020. George, before we jump over to the Giants, I, the last thing I say is I, I thought they flushed Baker's second year down the toilet completely. Uh, I thought they they put him out there with a terrible offensive line and things started breaking down. They obviously had a significant head coaching issue that they tr try to rectify. We'll see how Stefanski holds up. I don't think he could be worse, frankly, than Freddie Kitchens uh, and Hugh Jackson. Uh, but... Um, you know, that's kind of where we're at. They, they had a really difficult stretch, obviously, um, with Baker running for his life. He's good on designed rollouts, but when the play breaks down and he tries to improvise, it's no good for Baker. Yeah, I mean, as you said, uh, I don't want to say it's all on the coaching staff's problem last year. Baker was a problem also, his attitude. Uh, he has many issues there, but he needs to grow up. And st I think Stefanski's going to be good for him. I do. I think it'll help there. As Joe said, the defense is... It may not be Baltimore's defense or Buffalo's defense, but it's a good, solid defense. It can it can certainly win you games. The offense has to come along. I still worry a little bit about all the moving parts here. You, know, you sign Hooper, like the signing, but we don't know if that's going to work out. Uh, Landry, we don't know when he's coming back. He thinks he can come back now from August, that the rehab's going well, but he's not being – no one can see him. You don't know that for sure. Maybe he can, maybe he can't. Beckham, you want to trade him. You don't want to trade him. He's traded to Minnesota. Nope, just kidding. You know, there's a lot of still moving pieces here on offense. I'd like to see that uh, get more settled. That being said, maybe I'm being more cautious. Uh, last year, I sort of bought in on Cleveland. Not to the hype that some people had of going to the Super Bowl, but I thought they would be a, a good, solid team, and it all fell apart. As Joe said, I mean, you look at the AFC. I mean, who are, the, uh, who are those wild card teams? I mean, I think they could squeeze in there, maybe be that 17 there. You give Pittsburgh one of the wild card slots. I'll give the loser of Tennessee and Indianapolis another one. Who's that 17? You know, could it be Cleveland? Uh, Miami? That wouldn't even... Patriots, of course, they'll be there as well, but I, think, I don't think they're going to have a very good season. Chargers? Mm, you know, someone's got to sneak in there. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Uh, just a little tangent there on the Browns, but uh, teams that are continuing with the young quarterback we're going to talk about in these next couple of segments. The first one is the New York football giants. So... Uh, give you their uh, graph, their odds, excuse me, from FanDuel Sportsbook as you look at the graphic. To win the NFC East, they're plus 900. Uh, that's better than Washington, but clearly well behind Dallas and Philly. To win the NFC, at plus 4,000. Only Washington is a longer shot. They're in the bottom two. To win the Super Bowl, they're plus 8,000. That's in the bottom five. Uh, the win total for the Giants is at six. Uh, the over is currently at minus 15. So, the juice is a little bit towards the over. It's a positive sign as far as uh, the way the betting is trending. But uh, the other bets I wanted, the other names I wanted to throw out there, the other odds I wanted to throw out there are Saquon Barkley. For MVPs plus 5,500, and I don't see any way that the Giants could have a good enough season or that he could have a good enough season combined with the Giants having a good season for that to be realistic. However, Saquon Barkley, offensive player in the of of the year, is a top five odds pick. He's at plus eighteen hundred. Obviously, you would have to surmise, George, that he's putting up huge numbers, catching the ball, running the ball, a two thousand yard yards from scrimmage season plus. That's how. That's why that becomes a little bit more of a reasonable bet. At plus eighteen hundred, it's a it's a long enough shot. I'd want longer odds, but that's where they are right now. Yeah, listen, it's not a bad bet. It's not. He's going to get the ball a lot. Tons. He may be the only, the only sure thing in their offense there. I think Daniel Jones improves, mind you. But the, the receiving core, Shepard, Tate, Slayton, it's solid. Nothing great, but solid. Ingram's a, almost get a solid tight end if he can stay healthy. Uh, Barkley's the man. Uh, defenses know this, too. But Barkley's the man. We know he can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He'll be the focal point of that offense, and he should be. Third year in the league, too. 
So Giants may want to have him touch the ball as many times as they can before having to make that decision next year and paying him the big money if he's going to hold out and do an Ezekiel Elliott. This, which is, I think three, a lot of, this is 350 touches. Uh, minimum. Minimum 350. I, I, I might give you an over-under close to 375, 380 of what he's going to do this year. I think that's what he's going to do there. I think the Giants would be smart to do that. The team as a whole, uh, so I, I really forget who put this on Twitter today. Giants last year ended up having the second easiest schedule and finished fourth worst in the league. Sure. This year going in, if you believe in the schedule stuff, which we all know is kind of BS, fourth hardest. Good luck, Giants. So here we go. Lisa, I'm going to throw it to you first. They're going to start it out hosting my Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night, MetLife Stadium, September 14th. So they start off with a Monday nighter, then they go to Chicago. They come back home hosting San Francisco, then at the Rams, at Dallas, home for Washington, at Philly, hosting Tampa, at Washington, hosting Philly. So then your bye week. That's your first 10 games. I don't know if there's a ton of W's there, but if you want the Giants to get to six, they're going to need to knock off a few of those. Yeah, I have them starting out at least 0-4, 0-5 for the most part. That's going to be very difficult, not only from a physicality perspective, but from the quarterback advantage. All of those teams have a significant, I think, upgrade at the quarterback position over Daniel Jones. So unless they can run the football and keep these games close, I don't see how the Giants win those ball games. Ben comes back in that matchup. It's going to be very difficult on Monday night. I just think this team is under six wins this year. Now, I think the margin of defeat will be a lot closer. I think they'll be in a lot of ball games this year with Joe Judge, a younger <laughs> head coach. But I don't think they get the six wins in year one. The ultimate moral victory, George. Hey, <laughs> we're not going to get blown out as much. So after the bye week, it's at Cincinnati at Seattle, hosting Arizona, a second year in a row that Arizona comes to MetLife, and they beat them up last year. They beat them up. They were up 21-0 in that game, Arizona. That was a that was before Kyler Murray even really got going. It's one of Arizona's first wins. Then they'll David host Johnson Cleveland. Got hurt too. Let's say that again? That's the game David Johnson got hurt, too. That's right. Chase, uh, from a fantasy perspective, because I had him like a couple of leagues. Fordham's like own Chase Edmonds, Joe Lisi. He went off that day. Uh, so then they host Arizona, host Cleveland, at Baltimore, host Dallas. Uh, that's not a great December for the Giants either. Well, September, at, October, November for that matter. Yeah. But, I mean, there are five games in De December and January are road games against Seattle and Baltimore. Hello. And then their road games, or their home games are Arizona, whom they lost to last year, Dallas, whom they're having all kinds of issues with the last few years, and the Browns, who we just talked about. If you want to get the six, all right, you got to beat Chicago in week two. It's at Chicago and it's a short week, but you got to win that one. Yeah. Maybe you got to beat the Rams in week four. I agree. Uh, you got to at least split with Washington, if not win both. They got to uh, be three and three in those first six, which won't be no, easy. No, no, they, they, there's no way they're going three and three. Two and four. Two and four is if you're really lucky. You be, I'll give you Chicago and the Rams, both on the road, and that's not happening either, by the way. But I'll give you that. <laughs> you know, you split with Washington, that's three. Maybe you can beat Cincinnati, four. Who's five come? Maybe you beat Dallas last game of the season if it means nothing to the Cowboys? Maybe, but you know, you're not going to care either. You're going to be playing for a uh, No, I don't see I don't see any way they get the six. I mean, sweep Washington, maybe, but, you know, you're just as bad as they are. Which is why I don't really love the Barkley bet. Because I think even though it's not for MVP and it's Offensive Player of the Year, I still think to some level you get judged. You get judged uh, based on how good the team is, right? Um, you have guys like Todd Gurley winning Offensive Player of the Year on good teams when he put up good numbers. Barkley could put up pretty significant numbers, but if Christian McCaffrey's around the same numbers or – you know, Dalvin Cook is around those same numbers, and Minnesota's got four more wins than the G-Men, then, Joe, I, I just don't know if Barkley gets that award. And and getting so many touches, like George said, at least 375, there's always the durability factor, right? He yeah. broke against Tampa Bay. If he breaks down in the middle of the season, do they shut him down just like they did for the much of last year or so, especially if they only have – three or four wins at the end of the season. So that's why I would say I don't think it's a solid bet. I wouldn't put my money for 
Barkley to win Offensive Player of the Year. He'll get a lot of touches, but I just don't think the pieces are in place for him to do that. You need to be on a winner. You need to be on a contender, and you need to be the focal point. One out of the three doesn't cut it for me. George, the interesting thing is that the high ankle sprain kept him out for so long last year that it should be healed this year, and he didn't take the beating that he normally would have taken last year. So in an odd way, he dealt with an injury, but his body is fresher. He's not coming off another 300-touch season going into this year. So he took a little bit less of a beating, and I think that's why, for your fantasy fans out there, he's a top-three pick for sure, and I, I think um, – it's interesting that he he might be fresher long-term, assuming he doesn't suffer another significant injury like that. Sure, it's the optimistic viewpoint. I would take him number three overall in fantasy behind, uh, behind CMC and uh, Zeke, mm -hmm. but uh, I would certainly would love to have him. And my only problem is he's going to see a lot of eight in the box. Teams are going to want to stop him for yeah. Daniel Jones and the, uh, and the passing game to beat them, and that that's how I would approach it as well. Yeah, but, you know, we, saw, we like some of the things we saw out of Daniel Jones last year. He obviously can't fumble this year. Offensive line's a little better. They get Andrew Thomas, the rookie out of Georgia. Maybe he can help. Come back. We'll talk about Washington and Dwayne Haskins in year number two after this. Mike, Joe, and George be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first like worthington and liz claiborne for her each in women's petite and plus sizes and stafford and mutual weave for him style and comfort for all even big and tall plus even more for the whole family like levi's and exertion here spring comes in all shapes sizes and colors jc penny make everybody count Get on the grid, football full circle. Back here with George and Joe. So we're getting into Washington right now. And Al Galdi uh, follows the Redskins for us on Twitter. Uh, Redskins per uh, John Kime have already have $75 million in 2021 cap space. And that doesn't count carryover cap room from 2020 or the $13.6 million that can come from releasing Alex Smith after 2020. In 2021, they'll have a ton of flexibility to extend whomever they want and spend in free agency. So uh, that adds to a roster, guys, that we were just talking about during uh, before the show, a roster that has some pieces that we really like defensively. First-round picks all over the place, Montez Sweat, Deron Payne, Jonathan Allen, Ryan Kerrigan, who's in the last year of his deal, but they they just drafted Chase Young. So the entire 
defensive line slash pass rush is all first round picks. They can't bring Thomas Davis over from the Chargers, uh, a longtime Ron Rivera uh, disciple. Uh, Cole Holcomb, Landon Collins, they signed big money. They bring in Sean Davis, bring Kendall Fuller back from the Chiefs. So that defense is pretty loaded, George. And when you when you line it up with the amount of cap space that they'll potentially have, that can leave room for adding more weapons for Haskins. You know, th these rebuilds can sometimes take two cycles. And to get Haskins, McLaurin, a couple of pieces this year, a couple of pieces next year, it can really help them to rebuild this offense and maybe match some of the talent that they have on D. Yeah, but defense is there. I'm not once again. I'm not saying it's the Bills or a top defense, but it's a damn good defense. It's a good solid defense. You can win with this defense. Mm -hmm. The offense, not so much. And let's face it, you can say anything you want. Uh, is Haskins the man? No one knows. And I think he's only got this year. I don't think he'll get another year with Rivera. I think Rivera is willing to give him this year. But if he fails this year, you're looking at another top five pick next year. They'll take a quarterback this time, and that'll be the end of Haskins. So he'll have this year to prove himself. And listen, I think the running game is solid. Guys, Peterson. Peterson came out uh, during the week and said, "What uh, they're going to use a lot of two-back sets." You know, so fantasy-wise, that's annoying. You know, I don't, well, I won't know which guy to bank on in any kind of situation. But they'll use a lot of two-back sets, a lot of plays for both guys. The receiving core. All right, McLaurin had that sort of had that breakout year last year, but you know, we'll see. I, I I have my doubts about him being a true number one. I think he's more of a number two guy. Sims, Harmon. They got they got so much mud trying to stick against the wall here. They drafted anybody they could here. We'll see. Maybe it works out. Latimer's in jail. Uh, lovely. Uh, tight end, that needs some work there, too. You know, so I have my questions about this offense. This is a team that seems to want to win games right now 20-17, 17-14. Not going to work in today's NFL. I think it's going to be another long year for Washington. But that being said, this year pays off for them if you discover that Haskins is the guy. He takes that next leap there. If he's the guy you found your quarterback... You can go win 16 this year. It wouldn't matter. You found your quarterback. You can now build from there, and you can get those free agents next year. Although, once again, you know, 3-13, and 4-12, and 12, how many top free agents are going to want to go there and not to another team? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm concerned about the offensive line a little bit. They obviously lost Trent Williams uh, this offseason. They didn't draft. They drafted somebody in the fourth round. Joe, you're a believer in Haskins. The, the, the weapons they added for him were mid-round draft picks. Obviously, the Montez Sweat deal last year. Uh, gave them a little bit less flexibility in the early rounds. But Antonio Gibson out of Memphis is a running back, but really expected to contribute as a wide receiver in the NFL, uh, sort of like a Jalen Hurd type, maybe as a slot receiver. And Antonio Gandy-Golden, who's made the news because he is suffering from the coronavirus currently, was a fourth-round pick out of Liberty. So give me your thoughts really on those two weapons and also what you really think of Haskins. Can he break out here in year two? Yeah, I mean, Gibson, to me, is a is a, a predecessor to Tony Pollard for uh, the Dallas Cowboys. Tony Pollard was a running back slash punt returner, kickoff returner, wide receiver, did it all for the Tigers and was an explosive back for Dallas in terms of spelling Ezekiel Elliott. So I think Gibson will be a playmaker for this team. I think the player out of Liberty as well. I think it, it gives that uh, offense more explosiveness to challenge defenses vertically. But I disagree with George. I think Terry McLaurin's going to be a true number one. He came on last year, has a very good relationship with Dwayne Haskins from playing at Ohio State. And I think that's the biggest thing. We saw Darius Geis buy into Dwayne Haskins. He was utilized in the short-intermediate passing game. And I'll say this about the defense overall, Mike. I think this is a, 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 another defense in the mold of San Francisco, the way they built it. And with Ron Rivera there, Kerrigan, Deron Payne, Montez Sweat, I mean, they have the pieces to be dominant. You add a leader in Thomas Davis, the former Georgia Bulldog. This is going to be a team, in my opinion, going to surprise a lot of foes in 2020. I'm going over their win total of five. I think they surprise a lot of people. And Dwayne Haskins is a, a surprise player for a lot of fantasy players this year. I'm with you. I'm on your side with McLaurin. I think he's a really good player. Is he going to be like a Mike Thomas or Amari Cooper in that vein? Probably I, not. But He could be. I mean, maybe, but, you know, if he's like DJ Shark and, and some other guys out there, 
I think that's still a really great asset for them to have. And I like the fact that he's been on the same page with Haskins for a long period of time. So let's take a look at these games. You like him to go over, Joe. I'll stick with you first on this. They start out uh, hosting a game against Philly. Obviously, the Ron Rivera era, you're going to want to get off to a good start. It's a tough game, tough divisional opponent, uh, but they have a home game there. Then they go to Arizona, to Cleveland, host Baltimore, host the Rams. Then they're at New York and then host Dallas. So they got some teams there, obviously, early that are tough opponents. Uh, the Rams, I think people are, you know, people are hesitant of calling out what the Rams might be. But as much as they took a step back last year, that was a nine and seven football team. It's still really talented. We just think it's top heavy. So I don't think the Rams are by any means a pushover. What do you think of that first stretch there for Washington? Yeah, for me, I think they can go to. Toe to toe. Let's let's be honest. That game against Philly in in uh, in uh, at home in Washington, they they were in that ball game. Had the football with the chance to win it, and then he fumbled on the last play of the game, and Philly covered and scored a touchdown. So you yeah. can't say that that's a winnable ball game that they're just going to lose for Philadelphia. So I think they match up well. When I look at L.A., the Rams overall, yeah, okay, they have the pieces. They have the better quarterback possibly with golf. But that defense in terms of physicality, Mike, they wore down, especially in run support. Go to that Baltimore Raven game. If Washington could run the football with Peterson and Geis, I think they, they have a good chance to win that ball game. So I'm not sold that they just dropped that game against the Rams. I say they win two out of their first six, and that would have them on pace to possibly break five wins. I think they can go six six and, and ten overall, seven and nine. I, I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility. Yeah. So, George, uh, how about you on that first stretch of games for them? Yeah, I'm pretty much with Joe here. Um, they always seem to play Philadelphia tough net. They seem to play – always play Philadelphia the first game of the season. Oh, yeah, to me, it does. It's just weird. Or one of the first couple of games. They always play them tough. I said, I don't think they'll win, but they, it'll be a tough game. Even Arizona in week two, I don't think it's an automatic loss either. Or Cleveland in week three. I don't think they can win both, mind you. But it wouldn't surprise me if they go one and two there. I definitely think they can beat the Giants. It is at Giants Stadium in week six, but I think it's they're beatable. They do play Dallas well at home. So I think they, I want to. I don't think it's any automatic uh, losses here. I don't. And the uh, the Rams, same thing. The only automatic. I don't. I don't think they beat Baltimore, of course. Uh, and this is the second half of the schedule. It's where they can make their hay. If you really want to go get over that five, you got to get the six wins coming out of the bye week. Giants, Detroit, Cincinnati. You got to win two or three right there. And mm -hmm. like Joe said, they go two and six, which is still terrible. You go two and six, but you go two out of three there. Now you're at four. All right. You still got Carolina in week sixteen. All right, they're a bad team, too. And, you know, they could be, be told about five there. Yes, there's a lot of other tough games. Dallas, Pittsburgh, San Fran. You finish at Philadelphia once again. Maybe that game doesn't mean anything to Philadelphia. So I need to find that extra win there is really what it comes down to. Where that is that is extra a brutal, win coming from? That is a brutal stretch there, George, because they, they get the home game against the Bengals. Then they play on Thanksgiving at Dallas. Yeah, they're they all have, losses. Luckily, they're they have 10 days off, but then they're at Pittsburgh and then at San Francisco. That's a really difficult stretch That's at that Seattle time of the year. Fun. Yeah, right. So, uh, like you said, they're going to have to get most of it done before Thanksgiving, to be honest, because then you're then you're crossing your finger. If they don't have the five, then you're crossing your fingers uh, until they play Carolina, and hopefully Philly doesn't have anything to play for at the end of the year. So the odds on this are to win the NFC East, plus 1,300, that's the longest odds in the division. Uh, to win the NFC Championship, they're the longest odds in the entire uh, NFC at plus 7,000. Uh, to win the Super Bowl, they are the longest odds. Any, with anybody not named Jacksonville, they're at plus 15,000. So those are obviously unrealistic long-shot bets, but the win total that we're talking about is five. Uh, I think the only team on that in that range is Jacksonville. And Cincy, I think they're right around four and a half to five as well. And right now it's an over. The juice is to the over at minus 120. So you got to pay a little bit to get that over. But it's clear that the wagering community, George, is is siding with the over currently. Yeah, I, listen, I wouldn't touch it personally. But if you force me to, it would be on the over as well. I think they can get there. Defense does win you ball games, you know, and I think they could squeeze out that extra win. Like I said maybe they can beat Philadelphia in one of those games. Maybe they can beat Dallas in one of those games. Divisional rivalries, and those are both huge rivalries. You never know what's going to happen there. 
you know, I said that that stretch of Dallas, Pittsburgh, and San Fran, Seattle, yeah, that's probably 0-4 there. So, but like Joe said, I think they could beat the Rams. Arizona wouldn't shock me early on, but uh, what you said, Mike, is so true. If they don't have five by Thanksgiving, I can probably say goodbye to my money. Yeah. So, Lisi, what is it about Haskins that you're still a believer? Last year was a kind of a mess. He looked bad, obviously, when he's doesn't have his helmet ready to take the knee in that one game. And there's a lot of rumors swirling where they didn't think he was ready. He dealt with the coach getting fired in the middle of the year. As a rookie quarterback, the alleged quarterback guru gets fired by a very dysfunctional uh, front office situation there. So why do you think it is that he can, he can bounce back? I always get worried about college quarterbacks that don't have a ton of experience. He threw 50 touchdowns in his one year, but I always get a little worried when they don't have more games under their belt. Yeah, true, and, that, and that's a fair argument. I've just seen Dwayne Haskins play, and I like his ability. I think one year doesn't make the man at the quarterback position. And you look at Bill Callahan and Jay Gruden. Jay Gruden had one foot out the door, didn't really care about the season, wasn't behind Dwayne Haskins because it was Snyder's guy. And Bill Callahan, quite frankly, in my opinion, is not a good head coach. Wasn't a good head coach with the Raiders, nor Nebraska. So I just think he they underachieved, and that's why I give him th that year as a pass and look to year number two in the system with a new head coach. Callahan looked so intent on keeping games close that I'd have thought there was no imagination whatsoever in the play calling, and I thought they kept it way too conservative. It's why they ended up dumping a lot of games last year if they had been more aggressive or installed more aggressive game plans for Haskins and the other weapons, I think they probably would have ripped off a couple of wins. But now they have Chase Young, so what does it matter? We'll be back with more FFC after this with George and Joe. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. It's spring and with the weather changing and so many great things coming up like Mother's Day and the wind down tour, I definitely need a fresh spring wardrobe for every occasion. This spring, I'm looking for that perfect flowy spring dress for Mother's Day as well as replacing my everyday basics. That's what I love about JCPenney. They have so many stylish and comfortable options that I always find just what I'm looking for there. Spring is a feel-good season and comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. The fashion at JCPenney is the same way. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with styles that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes, and Stafford and Mutual Weave for him, style and comfort for all, even big and tall, plus even more for the whole family like Levi's and Exertion. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count. Awards Watch says Liam Neeson is at his best. Don't miss In the Land of Saints and Sinners. 
Having left his dark past behind, retired hitman Finbar Murphy, played by Neeson, leads a quiet life in a remote coastal Irish town. But when a menacing crew of terrorists arrive, Finbar is drawn into a vicious game of cat and mouse, forcing him to choose between exposing his secret identity or defending his friends and neighbors. In the land of saints and sinners, from Samuel Goldwyn Films and Sony Pictures Home Entertainment, watch it now on digital, rated R. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.